Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your host, TJ Bowser and Grandmaster Ziad. And welcome to the Do Back Discussion Podcast. Today is July 11th, 2018, and this is your host, TJ Bowser. And joining me, as always, is Grandmaster Ziyad. Also from the Do Back Discussion team, it's Joel, the man, the myth, the legend. And from the Banthal Babble Podcast, it's Joke the Rogue. Thank you for joining me today, guys. And we got a lot to cover today, as usual, you know. Uh,. We are 273 days out from Star Wars Celebration and 526 days out from Episode 9. But let's get talking about each other's weeks. Mohammed, how was your week? You know, still on the GRE grind. Uh, mostly been doing that. Not much else. Oh, and the World Cup semifinals, of course, right after this podcast, I will be watching. But yeah, that's mostly it. Excellent. What about you, Joel? Yeah, my week was excellent. I had a great party on uh, Saturday and Sunday. That lasted all day. I was tripping my ass off, and then I, uh, yeah, went home. It's another day in the Amsterdam life, or the Netherlands life. Hell yeah. What about you, Joke the Rogue? I'm doing pretty good. I got a family party this weekend, so that's something to look forward to. And everything else has been kind of calm around the house. How about you tell them about the Great Mouse incident of last night? Oh, yeah. So last night... I put a trap, uh, like a little sticky pad mouse trap, in front of like uh, my cabinets, or not cabinets, but drawers, and I put it right there. Uh, and I left to go uh, to Salem, and I come back, and the mouse trap is gone. I then look two feet behind the drawers, and there are three mice on it, and one of them's trying to drag the freaking mouse trap over to wherever they were going. So I caught three of them, and then. I went out to the family room, and there was a big chubby one-on-one, too. And it was big, like probably twice the size of a normal mouse, but it was a mouse, not a rat. I was like, oh, baby, this is... We're getting all the mice today. You know, rats eat meat. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Pretty scary. Yeah. And we get them, like, every year because they live, like, right next to a field. So when they cut the fields, a whole bunch of mice just come in. Well, you might want to get a cat then. I did. It died. Get another one. Your cat died? Yeah, like... Probably overfed. The the day... No, it wasn't over. The day before (laughs) uh, Christmas Eve died. Really? Yep. Huh. That sucks. Yep, and then my dog died April 3rd. Oh, damn, what a life. You are having a horrible time with your animals, I'll tell you that. But anyway, I think it's time to buckle up, baby, and start on the (laughs) news. Uh, This week, Star Wars issue number 50 came out, uh, written by Kieran Gillen, art by Salvador LaCura. How do you say that? LaRuca? LaRuca. I'm not even pronouncing that second name. Covered by Mike Mayhew. Hope dies, part one. In this issue, hope dies. The rebel fleet is complete. 
It's magnificent. It's beautiful. It's secret. But the secret is kept for a long time from Darth Vader. The most epic story yet is done in a Star Wars comic begins here. Prepare to witness the Empire truly strikes back. Spoilers Spoiler ahead. Alert. Spoiler alert! Okay, when we left our heroes in the last issue, they were preparing to celebrate the launching of their newly completed fleet led by 12 Mon Calamari ship cruisers. And they're based on Make- Ma- Makota? Makota. Makota. Unbeknownst to them, Queen Trios of the Shuturan has begun... Has betrayed them to Darth Vader. Okay, so I'm going to guess this is just going to go over uh, the events of this comic. I don't want to go into too much. Our comic book guy is not here, and don't want to ruin it whenever he listens to the uh, to the podcast. So anyway, uh, move on from this. Issue... Yeah. Star, Wars, uh, Star Wars Newsnet rates it 8 out of 10. We will bring you coverage from the Star Wars comic book uh, series line later... Uh, later this year but i'm uh, moving on to the next one mo there was a disney shareholder meeting in france uh last week i want to say and some star wars resistance details leak would you like to talk about those oh yeah um actually earlier this year a new anime inspired tv show was announced to be in the works taking place in the events which formed the resistance and lead up to the force awakens created by none other than the mastermind behind clone wars and rebels Dave Filoni, this series is much anticipated by fans of all age. The forthcoming Disney XD TV series was recently teased in France at RV Disney 2018, and fans were lucky enough to discover a fair amount of information and details about the show. Yakface tweeted a picture which debuts concept art for a number of characters around which the series will focus, including favorites such as Captain Phasma, and Poe Dameron, as well as new characters. Also, so uh, I want to cut you short there. Uh, if you notice, to the right of Phasma, there's a red stormtrooper. Do you guys see this? Is that a yeah. I thought it was a Praetorian guard. That yeah. is that not Captain uh, Cardinal. Would you? No, it's not Captain Cardinal. Uh, let me let, let me let me get this to you guys. Uh, in the Phasma book, there is uh, a character named the Cardinal, not Captain Cardinal. Uh, and they, uh, she, inter- he interrogates Captain Phasma during the during the book, and they they kind of play off of each other and kind of like a small rivalry. But you can continue. And it seems that he's going to be a bigger part in Star Wars Resistance. Oh, that's exciting! Yes, that's cool. That's cool. So, um, I need to get reading that then if it's going to be relevant. Cool. I mean, if you look at this art, it looks pretty cool. It's not really too anime inspired after all. If if this is anything to uh. I, I can see the resemblance. I can see. Uh, some anime I mean, inspiration there. anime inspired is such a broad term that exactly. you you can go a lot of way, ways with it. And I I definitely see the inspiration on it, but I definitely see how they get, uh, how they could name it anime. Oh yeah, definitely yeah, exactly. a different style. If you remember correctly, yeah. when the announcements came, it was supposed to be similar to the Robotech series, the anime style. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know the Robotech. Uh, it's also yeah. called Macross in other countries. I don't know that. Okay, continue. Yeah, I don't know if you guys see it, but it kind of looks like the art style of Forces of Destiny, kind of. Oh yeah, I, I hope it doesn't. It I hope it doesn't. Yeah, like right as I saw the picture, I'm like, oh, that looks exactly like Forces of Destiny. That could be a Forces of Destiny like cover for like an episode. Yeah, there is a strong resemblance. You're right, Logan. But yeah, yeah, doesn't right. Kazuda kind of look like Ezra? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I thought so too. I was like, wait a minute. What? 
So let me just tell the fans or the listeners who Kazuto uh, is. The series will follow the main character, Kazuto Ziono, who is a young pilot recruited by the Resistance to spy on the infamous First Order. The series will star uh, Christopher Sean from Days of Our Lives, Susie McGrath from EastEnders, Scott Lawrence from Legion, Myrna Velasco from Elena of Avalor, I believe, Josh Brenner from Silicon Valley, Ooh. Donald Faison from Scrubs, Rachel Butera from Tammy's Tiny Tea Time, Bobby Moynihan, Moynihan, uh, yeah, from Saturday Night Live, ooh, 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 and Jim Rash from Community. While details are slim as of now, uh, these new re- these new reveals perhaps indicate more details are on the way. So uh, stay tuned. Cool. Awesome. Uh, I'm definitely nice. looking forward to this show. Uh, hopefully it's not too much like, uh, Wars of the yeah, uh, I don't like the animation style. Really? Yeah, me either. Well, like, I didn't like the animation. animation style for Rebels and Clone Wars either, but eventually really? you did. Yeah, I loved wow. it. No, I didn't. Fucking 3D ugly animations. What do you mean? Ugly what do you mean? Well, that's, that's just my opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to this. Uh, let's look at this picture a little bit more in depth, guys. Uh, also, Mo, what, where did you get this, this article at? So there's a couple of different, uh, no, couple of different where sources. Did, where are you reading this article from? Oh, from Dubac Discussion Network. Oh wow! That is- Meaning to tell you guys, visit DubacDiscussion.net for your source for everything Star Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, so bad. Anyway, if you look at the the picture, we got Kazuda, and we got what is that like a X-wing Let's type start. recon thing? But to your left, you can see a black man. Yes, with dreads. Poe is above him on the left. Then there seems to be an alien. Then to the right, I think that's a Rodian. That's a Rodian. Yeah, is it okay? Then to the right, there's another African man of color. And then there seems to be an alien uh, pilot some sort with, like, a visor. Uh, And uh, apparently It's more like a Mandalorian, actually, a little bit, maybe. Who knows? Ooh, Uh, yeah. BB-8 is supposed to be heavily in this series. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about BB-8, but I love BB-8. You know what I'm saying? I love BB-8. Fun. Obviously, more adventures with BB-8 and R2-D2 and C-3PO. I like to see that because it seemed like BB-8 kind of looked up to R2-D2 in The Force Awakens. Oh, definitely. I think, honestly, uh, BB-8 is one of the best things that the new sequels have done, honestly. He's such a well, like, he's a very well-made um, droid. He's a funny, he's like, Every, Everything funny except him driving an AT-AT or ATST. Yeah, that was watch. kind of a, uh, that was kind <laughs> of a, uh, okay. Oh, come on, Super that cringe. was amazing. It was stupid. It wasn't making any sense. How the fuck did they do that? How the fuck did because, they get it like, in? You know how like, they had, like, <laughs> little poor things, like how R2-D2 would open up a door? Like, BBA just used that to work the ATST. Maybe. So, knowledge, Joel. Knowledge. Knowledge. Common sense. Okay, so, <laughs> do we have anything else we want to add to this? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, let's go on to talking about uh, the countdown. Yeah, Mark Hamill and John Boyega shared the same Star Wars Episode Nine countdown. 
Um, they have both uploaded them to Twitter. This may or may not suggest that information about the production, which starts filming this month, will start appearing soon. Hemel and Boyega both share this image at the same time on their respective Instagram pages or Instagram, which can be seen below. Well, if you if you actually watch and you can see it on yeah. StarWarsNewsNet.com. And um, yeah, it's uh, 532 days, 11 hours, 56 minutes and 58 seconds. Well, by that time, like by now, it's a bit less. But, What's uh, the hashtag that Hamill did? Um, oh, Hamill himself says, who's counting? Hashtag nine will be fine all in good time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's, he's feeling it. So uh, I guess maybe uh, we should. Also, we, should uh, we don't have this on the show notes or anything, but uh, Mark did shave his beard. Yeah, I heard uh, about what? that. Yeah. Yeah. People are saying that we might see his force ghosts as a, like that, like no beard or anything. Maybe when you become one, the, maybe when you become one with the force, you lose your beard. Maybe the force can't handle hair follicles properly. Um, you do know that you and McGregor, or don't know that um, that Obi Wan Kenobi was featured with a beard as okay. a force ghost in both Empire and yeah, Return that, of the Jedi. But that was George Lucas's canon. Well, that was real canon. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. <laughs> anyway. I, think when you, I think I think when you become a force ghost, your force ghost is like what your prime was with the force, like when you were at your prime. So, like mm-hmm. Anakin, of course, he was like the Hayden Christensen a- Anakin, and like yeah, but the that was the last time he was a Jedi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Luke, he wasn't really a Jedi, kind of, and he was kind of turning towards the dark side a little bit, like even going to kill Ben Solo. So I think, like, when he didn't have the beard, he was at his prime. So that could be explained a little bit. And also with, like, Ewan McGregor, like, we've already seen Al Guinness as the Force Ghost, but if they're going to bring in uh, Ewan McGregor, or I swear if they bring in Chris Pratt um, as, like, Obi-Wan's Force Ghost, they would have to explain that a little bit more. I think maybe it could be a mindfuck, and he has plenty of time to regrow the beard for his scenes. That's what I was thinking. And then he just shaved it off now to to create some rumors. And Now, I, I, I have a running title for uh, Episode 9. It's uh, Eternal Darkness of the Spotless Wren. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> you guys not get that? Okay. No. Oh, the Eternal Sunshine? Of the spotless mind, yeah. Yeah, it's eternal darkness of the spotless rim. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I could die now. <laughs> That'd be perfect. All right. Well, with Hamill sharing this image, this should probably put an end to any concern that Luke Skywalker won't be appearing in Star Wars Episode Nine. The question of how large or small his role will be. Some time given Lucasfilm notorious level of secrecy. But given that he posted this in conjunction with Boyega, it's likely that both of them are involved in this project. In any case, with production set to begin later this month, we should see an announcement featuring the cast list, most likely, in the near future. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, Let's move on to the next topic. Jog, The Last Jedi issue number four came out. Uh, Can you just briefly go over it? Yeah, so pretty much it starts um, when Ray is talking to Luke Skywalker, asking if he had created Kylo Ren. So this is kind of during the like, little battle with her staff and everything, and the lights 
uh, which I thought was really cool. And I just love the artwork. It makes things seem so much cooler. Like you see things from a different perspective. Like with um, Luke Skywalker, when he was thinking about killing Ben Solo, you just see them. You just see them clash lightsabers, and you see actual like you see Ben's face from the side, and you can just see his anger and frustration. It's automatically there because in the Last Jedi, you only really see him scared and frightened. But in this part, you just see him like all pissed, and angry, and like probably becoming like a dark side. You know, and I just love how they show Luke's face, like how it was in The Last Jedi, like him all scared and everything and like, oh, I made a mistake. I also love the artwork with Yoda. You kind of see more of like the force ghost, um, like blue around him. I, I think in The Last Jedi, it was kind of hard to see that for me. I don't know about you guys, but in this, I love how they show pretty much everything that happened in the movie. Also with the noises and everything, I especially love the picture where they have, um, Princess Leia and Haldo just talking with each other, like, may the force be with you in their little conversation. And they have the uh, ship in the background going away. I just love that so much and just gives a different perspective on me. One thing I also do like is with Ray and Snoke, uh, when you see the doors open, you see Ray's terrified face a little bit more. Because in The Last Jedi, she kind of like a blank, but in here, you kind of see like she's scared, like, why, like, the eyes are wide open. I don't know. They probably could have had like something else, like her shaking, but that's pretty much it. Then they actually rated this um, seven out of ten, which I think is a pretty bad score for it. I think it was really good, like with the artwork and everything was prime. But the next issue <clears throat> will uh, be the Lost Jedi episode five, and it starts. I believe it starts with their whole snow conversation and then fighting the Praetorian guards. Excellent. Yeah, it's just a recap of the events of Last Jedi, I guess. Yeah, but I just love the artwork about it. Like, it's just really cool to see different perspectives or like viewpoints on. Uh, Joel, anything to say? Yeah, it looks good. Uh, don't really have anything to add. But Last Jedi still trash, right? Oh, Absolutely. N- <laughs> no. Okay, guys, moving on to the next topic. <laughs> Will Carrie Russell bring Mara Jade back to life? Uh, I don't think she's going to be playing Mara Jade. I, th- I feel like that's might be a little of a, of a hopeful thing, I guess. Uh, Joel wrote this article that I'm about to talk about here. So, yeah, why did you take this? Uh, I, I took it she was just hired as another female, uh, like active, like an action character. Maybe she might be a knight, a knight of Ren for all we know. Yeah, true. Variety reported that Carrie Russell has been cast in episode 9. She started her career in 92 as Mandy and Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, also played Felicity in the same titled show. In Elizabeth Jennings and the Americans, J.J. Abrams and Russell worked together on Mission Impossible 3 in 2006, so they already, so they are already familiar with each other. Each character will have a lot of fight scenes, so which she already has developed skills in the Americans' MI3, and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. This news sounds like they found their match with the role called Mara. Although it's not confirmed to be Mara Jade, an emperor's concubine, an assassin who ended up being Luke Skywalker's wife in the expanded universe, now called Legends. The re- uh, the re- reference is so specific that many people take it as confirmation. Using Mara just as a code name for the casting process could result in another backlash after so many fans requested she be brought into canon. 
Many fans, however, feel that she won't be the same character without Luke. The same time of the movie doesn't leave a lot of room to really do her justice. But on the other hand, her story arc could fix some of the problems in The Last Jedi if done correctly and possibly set up more stories that will satisfy the cravings of fans. Now, I want to bring it to you guys' attention that she was cast in this role, and we're not 100% sure that she was cast for the role that was called Mara, right? True. Okay. So she could be playing Ahsoka Tano for all we know. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I love that so much better than if she played Mara Jade. Me too. Uh, I think since Maul was brought into Solo... That the crossovers between the animated and the live action are now prevalent in the canon universe. And don't forget about mm-hmm. Saw Gerrera in Rogue One. Uh, yeah. If you're going to talk about Saw Gerrera, use his voice. <laughs> I can't do that voice. Do it. Do it on live. Come on. Do it, do it on the podcast. <clears throat> Save the dream. Lies. Lies. Bring a soccer back. <laughs> Bull gullets. <laughs> Bull gullet. Oh, I've sounded like I've been smoking for 20 years. I'm dead. I left Jen alone when she was only 16. <laughs> I'm a total asshole. <laughs> I was okay, a fellow okay, Jedi, okay. but fuck them too. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> but, uh, Mohammed, what do you think, buddy? Mo? Mo? Are you alive? Oh my god, we lost Mo. Somebody? Somebody help Mo! <laughs> Somebody! Hello? Somebody once told me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Logan, talk about this and I'll, and I'll text Mo and ask him what the fuck happened. Alright, well, like, I don't know if they should bring Mara Jade back. Because, like, you know. Yeah. That. But, oh, do you want me to talk about. Oh, most okay. Um, so let's look at this. So Hasbro reveals the uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusives: Star Wars: Force of Destiny, Chewbacca, and Paul. I kind of want to see this. Like, this seems this seems like a pretty good story. Like with um, Chewbacca, like maybe it shows him hunting the Porgs, or um, you know, just like hanging out with them, seeing how they got on the Millennium Falcon. Seeing how much he bonded with them after uh, after the Battle of Crate, you know, and how they got on the ship and everything. I like to see stories like that. I can say it kind of was like a little spoof, like a little uh, kind of funny clip. Like, you know, Jack-Jack Attack with, like, the Incredibles and everything? That little short? I feel like it would be like that. Like, Chewbacca, like, chasing after the Porgs. Maybe, like, throwing them. I don't know. Just something Pause. funny like that. Sidebar. Mohammed, you're back? Yes, I'm here. Okay, continue. There we go. <laughs> All right, but anyways, um, <clears throat> I feel like it would just be kind of like a little funny clip, just Chewbacca chasing the Porgs, or them just like like all as like a big giant group, and then running to the Millennium Falcon and just taking their own stuff, and then Chewbacca's just frustrated and like uh, just gives up. Can you talk about the figures and not your stupid fan fiction? <laughs> what? I just want to tell you, be- no, Logan. Here, let me correct you. You have your own fucking podcast to do this on. Go do that on there. This no, is okay. th- this is well, do back anyway. discussion. This is for big boys. 
Now, I was read. talking about the story too to lead uh, up to the figures. You th- bum. Th- this article has nothing to do with that fucking story. This is about the goddamn figures. Whatever. It could. Sorry and for anyways. knocking you off your low horse there. Okay. Fine. I was excited, but I guess not. Clearly but anyways, you excited. the Chewbacca figure, you know, looks kind of weird. It looks like it's something off of Planet of the Apes, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, true. It's, it's, More like, <laughs> like it's, it's just so weird, but like, I guess it, it's furry. I guess it's like that. it can be used for Let's kids. Let's be honest, like, I can still, like, see your mom, like, walking in on you, and you're just rubbing this Chewbacca thing on your crotch. Like, the fuck? I, I can just see this. You're just making Wookiee so noises, bloody, and she's so just like, bloody. Logan, what the fuck are you doing? And you're just like, Anyways, the porgs look pretty good. I like how it's like the different colors. Probably distincting from uh, male and female, and then it has the little kids. Like, how can you tell them apart, Logan? Uh, because one has orange and one doesn't. Oh, are you a... Are you a- are you a professional? I don't see a penis pork? or a vagina because, you, you know, they're birds, you know. Are you a zoologist and specialize in pork anatomy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You do damn well coming on here. You opened yourself up to tons of criticism. Uh, dude, the last picture's got a porkina. <laughs> <laughs> a porkina. <laughs> That's great. Dude, that that little baby pork on the left is like, like, looking into my soul. That's that's exactly <laughs> what it's doing. What you doing? <laughs> they kind of look like the little gremlins before you feed I them. I heard the Chewbacca one comes with like a roasted pork though. It's kind of fucked up. Funny as hell. Why does Chewbacca's feet look straight up like Bigfoot? I know, like it looks like. He's a mixture of Bigfoot and a monkey from Planet of the Apes. Well, ape from Planet of the Apes. But this is like a mix. And then they just gave him his bowcaster. Yeah, this is an ugly Chewbacca. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. But, uh. Yeah. Ugh. I'm not going to be buying these. I'm not going to be buying these for my children. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really feel the need of having a very terrifying looking Chewbacca. For my kids. Anyway, Joel. Yes. Sideshow is proud to present the BB-8 life-size figure, an exciting new addition to the realm of Star Wars collectibles. The BB-8 life-size figure captures the presence of the rolling resistance droid who came to life for fans everywhere in Star Wars The Force Awakens. This lovable spherical droid measures 37 inch tall from the bottom of the Star Wars thematic base to the top of the antenna. BB-8 is detailed with orange and silver paneling on both its round body and head, painted with weathering effects to bring all the action of the galaxy to your collection. The fiberglass astromech has a repositionable head dome, and the body can be shifted in different positions on its base. It's available for pre-order via Sideshow Collectibles uh, first quarter next year, and can be yours for £3,054.93. Penny and looks amazing. Good. Three thousand pounds, guys. That that's it. That that's all you need for a droid. Also, uh, Sideshow announced their Boba Fett legendary figure, which is priced at twenty six fifty, uh, and it's forty one inches tall. Oh, that's much more affordable. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeez. Someone quoted, he's worth a lot to me. <laughs> oh my god. How can they justify that price? Well, it's big. It's okay, that's fucking nice. <laughs> and it, it's like literally full size. What are you uh, gonna do with the fucking three and a half foot fucking dog? What, what do you what do you think a droid cost in, in the in the in the normal galaxy? In the real galaxy? Or in all the uh, Star Wars currently galaxy? I don't have the conversion chart for uh, USD to cre- Republic credits. But <laughs> well, <that's> stupid. <laughs> It's stupid. <laughs> it, uh, I think it's about the same size, the same uh, same price. I mean, okay. sure, the real droid can do more, but at Comic Con, uh, Steel City Comic Con earlier this year, I did see a working BB-8 and a guy uh, like a like a like a like a chubby Finn like driving him. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was pretty interesting. When I went to Rose City Comic Con, they had like I swear there was like uh, three R two units that guys actually brought that were actually working. The best thing I ever saw. Wasn't there a guy that uh, made a full scale Millennium Falcon and he also had made a full scale uh, BB 9 droid that was rolling around? I think. Yeah, because. You mean, mean that, BB 9? Cool. Yeah, BB 9. Logan, shut the fuck up. Whatever. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, looks like we have a surprised uh, guest here. Uh, Yaron. Yo, what's up, man? What's up? Are you Hello. Oh, what a <laughs> surprise. You guys still busy with the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's me, Jeroen. Come on, Come I love this impromptu thing. It's great. <laughs> are, are you still at work? Yeah, man. I'm on my break. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought you were finished, so I muted my mic and all. And I uh, thought I'd sneak, uh, secretly, you know, sneak in. Oh, if you want to join in for a couple minutes, you're more than welcome. Uh, a few minutes, I got like two free. Oh, that's that's three right. minutes to talk about an article, buddy. <laughs> okay, uh, Mohammed, since you were gone for the last article, you just want to pick up uh, this one about uh, James Mangold? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, James Mangold tackles those Boba Fett rumors. <clears throat> So he's the guy behind uh, Copland, Girl Interrupted, Walk the Line, and of course Logan, which you all know. Uh, so why am I listing James Mangold's, you know, undoubted talents and ability to lead his cast a huge success? Because gossip has him as the man in the big chair for the hotly rumored Boba Fett standalone. All well and good, uh, but Mangold is keen to make it clear that he signed on to nothing. So this uh, on Twitter, someone tweets him, Boba Fett movie equals worst idea ever. And then Mangold <laughs> tweets back, look what I got for myself proclaimed lover of life. Seriously, Blackbird, chill. I'm making a period car racing movie with Christian Bale and Matt Damon. No Mandalorians involved. Stop reading so much gossip. Oh, and in my opinion, children in cages equals worst idea ever. Oh, um, <laughs> oh shot fired. <laughs> That, for real, for real. So yeah, that seems pretty unequivocal, but earlier today he posted this tweet in reply to a tweet from user Jenklins, who smartly said, I'd watch a movie of two squirrels fighting that was directed <laughs> by you. 
<laughs> yeah, in the tweet, she says, sucks to know that it won't be a man gold Boba Fett movie. And then he says, never say never. So we never have a stealing. Yeah, so this story is going to keep on running. Yeah, so mark the calendars for that squirrel fight coming your way in 2020. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. You're wrong. You still there? Nate, Nate. Yeah, I'm still here, still uh, here buddy. What, what, uh, you want to see that squirrel fight, right? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> as long as James, you, could you imagine how dark that, that squirrel fight's going to be if James Mangold's directing that shit? <laughs> it's going to be nuts. It's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking great shit, guys. So, uh, hey, guys, I got to go again. Yep. Was, uh, nice having you on for the short time, buddy. Have a good day. See you Bye-bye. 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 Have a nice podcast. Bye. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love what that. a guy. What a guy. Anyway, San Diego Comic Con 2018, IDW Star Wars Adventures number 10 exclusive. Our pals over at the Bearded Trio regale us with a very welcome news that the fine folks at IDW are bringing a selection to the San Diego Comic Con 2018 convention. Exclusives with them, including an exclusive version of Star Wars Adventures number 10, written by Kevin Scott with a partially black and white cover by artist Derek Charm. Han and Chewie are on the run from the bounty hunters and take refuge on a planet that mysteriously shuts down all electronics. Also featuring Lando Calrissian's story by Elsa Chartier and Petrique Collinet. But get this spot, color variant cover by artist Derek Chubb, and get it autographed at the Comic-Con. Looks interesting. Looks yeah, interesting. Yeah, I like it. It's got Looks like black cool. and white with only Chewie and Han with color. Four. Sure, I love the. Art. Are they swimming? Yeah, yeah, I think they're swimming. Yeah, just working okay. out, you know, making sure the cardio stays on. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Mo, I heard your girl got married. I know, and I and I knew you were gonna assign me this article. <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> Vanity Fair published exclusive images from Rogue One actress Felicity Jones' wedding. Last week at Sudley Castle in Gloucester, England. Ooh. Ooh. The actress shared exclusive photos of Vanity Fair taken by photographer Dave Watts. The photos included her cousin, her cousin, <laughs> her custom made dress by designer Erdem. Erdem, Erdem. I don't know. I feel like Erdem is, is probably what it's called and not Erdem. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, you know, talking about the dress, who cares? Blah, blah, blah. Now, do you think she'd be even happier if you were next to her in that first picture? Oh, I would make her so happy. You have no idea. <laughs> I, she's someone who really appreciates her. I don't know who his punk is, but there's no way he appreciates her. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you and your love for Felicity. Oh, she's yeah, she's hot. And she, she's a fantastic actress. She is. She's okay. To me, she'll always be generous. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up, Joel. Every single time we talk about something, you're like, they're a Mary Sue, or they suck. Literally, everything. Everything. That's true. That's true. I like generous. You even said the Clone Wars and Rebels animation was garbage. You call Luke Skywalker <laughs> and Ray Mary Sue. And also Anakin. Not, not Luke Skywalker. Not Luke Skywalker. No, that was me that called him Mary Skywalker. Okay, well... From what I heard, you called Luke Skywalker a Mary Well, Sue. then you heard wrong. What the fuck? Or you can't listen. Or both. Okay, guys, I'm going to okay. low-key just tell you that uh, Logan does not listen to the Do Back Discussion podcast because <laughs> he's too busy having his own head up his Apparently ass. Apparently not. 
TJ, you told you told yourself if that he did, called you know that. No, I said Luke's a Mary Sue. I said that he calls Ray a Mary Sue, but we don't talk about that on the podcast anymore because ninety percent of our podcast has me and Joel fighting about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're past that. Don't bring up the beaten horse, okay? Jeez. <laughs> right. Beaten. Okay, uh, now let's move on to something more pressing. Joel, I know this is your type of people that probably got him to try to kill himself, but let's talk about the Jar Jar Binks actor. Oh, oh, nothing? Really? You, you want to go down that road again? I'm not going down that road again. We're done. We're done. We're not doing another thing. Just read it. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks actor Ahmed Best thanks fans for support efforts sharing his struggle with suicide. Before there was The Last Jedi's Rose Tico, there was the Phantom Menace Jar Jar Binks. Fans claimed the CGI pedal alien rabbit ruined the franchise long before Rose Tico actress Kelly Marie was hounded off Instagram, reportedly, allegedly. <laughs> and what should have been a dream come true for Jar Jar actor Ahmed Best quickly devolved into a nightmare. On July, th uh, on July 3, Best, Best tweeted a picture of himself holding his son as the two overlook a harbor on a cloudy day. In the tweet, he revealed it was a spot where he once contemplated committing suicide to avoid the backlash Jar Jar and the Phantom Menace were enduring. He tweeted, 20 years next year, I faced a media backlash that still affects my career today. This was the place I almost ended my life. It's still hard to talk about. I survived and now this little guy is my gift for survival. Would this be good? Was, would this be a good story for my solo show? Let me know. So he says media backlash. He didn't say fan backlash. So there you go. Uh, in best time, Jar Jar was universally disliked and in some cases despised. The film's comic relief character was the butt of every joke and bitter internet forum posts during the internet adolescence. Not to mention articles that the media posted. Leading up to the tweet, Best had previously posted about himself putting on a, 20, a special 20-year anniversary one-man show for The Phantom Menace. Following the tweet, Best received a wave of support for fan, from fans and Star Wars alumni uh, alike. Former Yoda puppeteer and current voice uh, actor Frank Oz tweeted that he always loved the Jar Jar Binks character and never understood the degree to how much people hated him. Best expressed gratitude for the well-wishing and words of support from Twitter, tweeting that it was overwhelming. He concluded tweets by saying he would begin working on the solo show. Thank you for all your love and ki kindness. It's been overwhelming. I'm going to start writing this show. Going to need help because I've never done this before. I will be trying uh, trying stuff out and posting it here. Let folks know. Thank you all for your, for your support. It means very much to me. I love Jar Jar. Uh... I feel like the article's name should have been Misa Not Okay. Uh, <laughs> good one, good one. It's a very good one. But uh, yeah, it sucks that this happened, and uh, it sucks that we see flashbacks of the same treatment of these articles, not articles, but actors, uh, 20 years later. But that's the internet, Absolutely. people. That is the internet. Yep. Uh, it is the way of the beast. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it sucks that depression affected him the way that way, and it was he was so harsh on himself, and the the uh, the fans were so harsh on him. I feel even if uh, 
actually the one the first article ever wrote in for do back discussion was an article thinking that jar jar was the sith lord <laughs> yeah <laughs> was that you joel that was me yeah that was you that's right because <laughs> uh, he had that photoshop picture of jar jar and kylo ren's uh yeah <laughs> it's great uh, i honestly i honestly like i can i can endure jar jar it's not that i especially like him but i can endure him I feel like uh, as prequel yeah. kids, we all are. Uh, we well, minus you because you're old as dirt. Uh, <laughs> as the prequel type people, we grew up with the prequels, so we kind of covet those characters a little bit more than, let's say, the uh, OG trilogy fans. Well, and I think a lot of, uh, especially a lot of uh, young people, they they actually liked Jar Jar before people told them that it wasn't okay to like him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. as a as a kid, you know, he's a funny character as a kid. Yeah. yeah, and then you grow up, and then you see everybody hates him, and you're like, oh, shit, I must hate him, too. Like, I just don't want, this, like, I don't want other actors, like Daisy Ridley, or, um, you know, any other, like, actor in Star Wars to feel like this, because, you know, with Rose Tico's character, and Ray's any character. Any period. I mean, you, you, you make <laughs> yeah. films for entertainment, and then you don't deserve... The, yeah, you uh, don't deserve that. The, stuff from a fan like you yeah. are the one who's getting orders from the director to play a certain part so maybe that character's supposed to be it maybe that character isn't supposed to be annoying but you go on your own take and that's fine but you shouldn't be like almost like driven a suicide because of fans fans need to realize when to stop and not extend it because there's so many jokes about jar jar like oh jar jar binks is stupid he should have never been in star wars he's the worst character ever you know how bad the actor feels? Like, it's. They should like be doing this. this. Is a yeah, but like, where's the line between criticizing uh, criticizing a character and and harassing somebody? Yeah. Like most yeah. people just like make fun of the actor, like more than. Yeah, like, no, I I think most people didn't even make fun of of Ahmed Best because a lot of people didn't even know it was him because they don't they don't research it that way or whatever so. They really see Jar Jar as Jar Jar, whereas yeah, with Kelly um, Marie Tran or, or uh, all the other guys, you see their face, so you, you link their face to the character. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, um, I feel like this is a curse that's just always going to be there yeah. of, you know, fans and whatever. I don't know. That's why you're rich and you have ther- money for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> So I know we talk about this topic all the time, so maybe we should just move oh. on to something a little bit more happier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Logan, you want to talk about this uh, Carrie Fisher thing? Yes, ma'am. So Fuck you. <laughs> so um, on Twitter recently, uh, William Shatner, the guy who played Captain Kirk in Star Trek, was, asking, was taking questions from fans, and one asked him if he'd ever been asked to sign anything related to Star Wars, because... You know, sometimes people mix up or, like, whatever, just, like, as a joke. Oh, here's some Star Wars stuff. But according to him recently on Twitter, he was asked to sign a picture of uh, the Princess Leia slave outfit from Princess Leia herself. Like, Carrie Fisher herself went up to him and asked him to sign it. And I don't know about you, but that's just funny as hell. Like, I just, like, Carrie Fisher has always been, like, that, like, kind of funny, like, with a very good sense of humor. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it was just funny for her to do that. And, like, 
I feel like it's awesome he mentioned that and you know I think it's just very interesting and cool that's pretty much about it yeah not much yeah. To, not much to say yeah like you know it's just cool that you could read like, about it like like when one big actor from Star Wars goes up to another big actor in Star Trek pretty much two uh series of movies that pretty much fight each other all the time just goes up to be like hey can you sign this for me and it's like, just Star Wars that's just funny like like if you would go up to William Shatner yourself and do that that's just funny as it is already but like another actor from the different series that's just great I think it's just another uh, show of um, kind of like an olive branch between the two because there's a lot of hate between Star Wars and Star Trek fans which I never really understood and um, like if the actors can just have fun with it and and tolerate each other why why can't the fans you know yeah it's the fans yeah it's always the fans Fans are the ones that divide everybody. Like, look at no, cross-platforming for, like, PlayStation and Xbox. Like, that's, like, the, no. that's Sony. Yeah. Our Sony. fans are negative. <laughs> Sony needs to buck up and actually cross-play, because I'm getting pissed. Our, our, our fans aren't negative. True. I see nothing but massive support and uh Kind of breaking up. From- oh, I'm breaking up? For me, no, but the other guys. Oh, a lot of my end. Star oh, Wars cool. solo flop. Good news for trouble. Pretty cool, but there's a catch. There is a catch. <laughs> Star Wars Star so, Solo, a Star Wars story, may have struggled at the box office, but the good news it is hasn't been quite as much of a flop, 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 flop as predicted. The Han Solo prequel was reported late last month to be on course to rake in less than the original trilogy at the box <clears> office. <throat> even without counting for inflation. But according to comic book, this hasn't turned out to be the case. So Solo has limped over the 200 million mark domestically, U.S. only, to reach a new total of 210 million. That is, despite gloomy forecasts, to the contrary, more than Empire Strikes Back, the movie might have argued the best Star Wars caper of all time. There's a catch, though. That achievement doesn't count for inflation for or for Empire's numerous re-releases. With inflation factored in, Empire's gross would, of course, be much higher. But the bottom line is that while Solo is still something of negative, neg- uh, something of a negative anomaly among Star Wars movies, there are quite things aren't as quite as bad as they appear. Disney are still expected to lose tens of millions from Solo. Their first experience of relative, relative, relative failure with the Star Wars franchise. Episode 9 is the next movie due to release out in 2019 after the two more trilogies are in the works, although the fates of numerous other rumored spinoffs remain unclear. Uh, Solo was... Yeah, you know what it also doesn't account for? Production costs. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which was only like 20 million for Empire Strikes Back, and it was about 500 million for Solo. Solo. So, yeah... it's just a bullshit article trying to minimize the uh, the losses that they're going to take, or minimize the failure that it is. The movie itself is good, though. I think we all can agree on that. The movie's decent, yeah. Yeah. Even, I love the movie. Even I with love the how pan- it doesn't... Excuse me. I love how... It... <laughs> even with the pansexual Lando? 
It's, yeah, it's I, one of the, the bad points in the movie. Okay, for continue, me. Logan. <laughs> yeah, but like I liked it because it didn't focus on the Empire versus the Rebellion or anything like that. It was just two factions in the underworld fighting each other. Like, there was Han Solo and Kira and everything with the Crimson Dawn and the Cloud Riders. And it was like the like underworld and the black market and everything, which I really mm-hmm. loved because, you know, I'm into that kind of stuff. Because it's not just about the Jedi or the Sith or the Republic or the Empire. It is the underworld. Anything can happen. Nothing's illegal. It's yeah, all the action was really good. Yeah. Very good sequence. And I love how it kind of like explains Han Solo's story. Like nobody really asked for it, but it was a good thing to have. Like you see how he got his blast. You see how he got the Falcon. How he made the Kestrel run in less. Well, twelve parsecs if you round down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. Oh come on, that was hilarious. <laughs> Shut up. It was a little funny. <laughs> uh, Mohammed. Yeah, yeah. Take it away, cutie pie. Of course, of course. So, um, some interesting, uh, happenings, uh, back in my day, when we had a spoonful of gravel for breakfast, we didn't have proms here in the UK, but these days they're all the rage. And I can't think of a better way of going to a prom than being accompanied by Princess Leia, a Jedi, and two stormtroopers. <laughs> Check out Star Wars fan Owen Rollison, who was escorted to the prom by these galactic heroes and villains in a treat set up by his family. <laughs> now, um, Owen Rollison, he's a schoolboy. Um, he's boy. That's the reason this is such a nice story. Um, the Force was with Star Wars fan Owen Rollison when he turned up to his school prom escorted by stormtroopers. His family had secretly arranged for the cast of characters to greet him as he arrived at Marlston's Upper House Hotel for the Swank event. The 16-year-old wheelchair user was then whisked up by the driveway, whisked up the driveway by two of the Galactic soldiers, a Jedi and Princess Leia. I went to classmates and staff from Moorside High School in Warrington, UK, looked on in amazement at his movie star entrance on Friday night. He said, I thought this was cool when I saw stormtroopers walking down to me. It felt great. A teenager who has cerebral palsy and needs 24-hour care has been an inspirational student during his five years at Moorside. Staff say he has been determined to play a full part in school life and has even run a student environmental. So I had some heartwarming, amazing stuff, some real feel-good news right there. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. I uh I like this. This is this is very uh yeah. inspiring. Very heartwarming. Tear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh Joel. Yeah, so Haslab has uh, issued an update to backers of the vintage collection Jabba Silbarge. If you uh, remember that we talked about this earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago by now, actually. And um, in this behind the scenes update, we get a look at the process of how and which colors were chosen for the dozens of parts used in its assembly, as well as the construction of the sails. Check it out in the link above for a more plus a video tour of a scale model built to discuss those choices with Lucasfilm. You can find this on yakfaceforums.com. That's yakfaceforums.com. I, I watched it earlier, and it's uh, 
the colors are absolutely perfect and definitely match the on-screen presence of the barge. And this is really nice. cool, the way it's coming all it's all coming together. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. It looks, looks, looks fucking really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This thing's going to be huge. Since, like, we've been following this since like its inception. Yeah, since the yeah. Kickstarter started. Oh, that's I'm nice. That is nice. Right now and... This cool, is cool, for three cool. and three quarter inch figures. Yeah, so your job of the hut should no, it's too big. Six inch. Sadly. Anyway, uh Logan. Yes, ma'am. Talk about it, fucker. <laughs> so uh the Black Series Wave 18 hits Walmart and immediately you can see a Han Solo from Bespin, which seems really cool. So it has the Empire Strikes Back uh DL forty four that TJ loves. And we'll everybody you know, loves that. <laughs> if you get it wrong. But yeah, it just shows uh like down in here in the comments it shows the face of it. It looks really good. Um I feel like it looks almost exactly like Harrison Ford. But that's pretty much all to say about it. Um I can't wait to see the more more figures that they have coming uh, in. Wait, who else came in on Wave eighteen? Wave eighteen. Uh let's do a quick Google search. Because uh, I see a whole bunch of figures on top, but I can't really see them. Looks like a stormtrooper. It says. Hold on, guys. Hold on. I mean, these figures look really cool. I'm probably going to get one to go with my uh, younger Han Solo action figure. Yeah. I'm looking. <laughs> uh, three new figures in Wave 18. Tobias Beckett, Rebel Fleet Trooper, and Han Solo Bespin. Okay. Nice. Don't you, yeah, think, Tobias, you, don't you think you should get yeah. a Lando? Sorry, what? Uh, Muhammad. Yes, sir. What? Yeah. Did I ever get the Lando? No. Yeah. Uh, you should. I have. I should. It's, it's really swanky. It's swanky. Anyway, guys, Commander Wolf is back up. Uh, GameStop exclusive six inch black series Commander Wolf Logan, you're interested in this. It is once again yes. available to order online. It was up for a little bit before, and I believe it sold out rather quickly. So Oof. it is back up now, and it looks excellent. And by golly, does that look like Tamara Morrison? True. How much is it, TJ? If you know, it is twenty five bucks. Twenty five. That's not bad. Uh-uh. Not at all. Uh, if you had like a Commander Gree and Rex and all that, that would just fit right there, you know, right next to that Commander Cody. Just, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Looks excellent, though. Uh, I'm sure Dave Filoni already has one of these sitting on his desk. Probably. <laughs> uh, Mohammed, let's wrap things up with that Wave 19 Black Series rumors, big boy. Of course. So these rumors have been, you know, going on for some. Ow. Sorry. There is there's a rumor report of six inch black series wave nineteen. That's the nineteenth wave of six inch black series. As a follow up to our report from April, it looks like wave nineteen of the six inch black series assortment is shaping up as follows. We got one Val from Solo, one Imperial Patrol Trooper, one L three three seven, one Rio Durant, one Dengar, thing, one Princess Leia with a Hoth outfit. 
Lando Calrissian with the Skiff Guard outfit and Han Solo with the Bespin outfit. That's a Wave 18 repack. As you can see, this is one of the strongest waves of Black Series to come out in some time. Watch for official pre-orders to go live soon. I can assure you that that Rio Durant figure will be bought for me by any fucking means necessary. (laughs) (laughs) I think literally from since the beginning of fucking Solo, I have all been all about Rio Durant. And that motherfucker, he will will be on my fucking desk. I can assure you that because he already have his Funko sitting here and he will be on the left hand side. I already have his Funko sitting here. I'm getting the six inch black series. And I think we should order L3 for uh, Joel and just send him like L3s every week. (laughs) Send a bunch of L3s. I'm pretty sure we get videos of him burning. You you want a video of me running it over with with my fan? (laughs) Yes, with the fedora, fedora first. But he's like, and as he's like running over, he's like, can, you can hear the you can hear the social justice just, just crackling underneath my, my guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that? Oh yeah, that's, that's a bunch of fam. Oh, fam- that's fam- good. <gasps> You're like that angry guy that's like, I fucking hate you, and he's like yelling at the Ray figure. He like tries to break it, but he's not strong enough. Have you seen that? You. Have you seen this? It's great. Yeah, I see that. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's great. But anyway, guys, uh, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Do Back Discussion Podcast. Uh, also, remember, as always, like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, listen to uh, Do Back Discussion Pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Blueberry. But other than that, Blueberry? What? Blueberry. Blueberry. Oh, Blueberry. Does that still exist? Yeah. Of course it exists. Silly goose. (laughs) Uh, But thank you for joining me, Logan. Uh, Also, remember to listen to Bantha Babble Podcast, only found on dobaddiscussion.net. But anything you want to say, Mo, Joel? Logan. I love you guys. Yeah, I'll be uh, going on vacation next week, so I will be uh, joining in for the podcast for uh, two weeks at least. I believe next week Three we will weeks. have uh, Jesse from Bantha Babylon. Yaron uh, will be on the uh, the other half of the Dutch Dubak team. So we'll <laughs> we'll have that aesthetic cool. going on. But oh, as always, may the force be with you. And may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Listen, listen, listen to Joel's song. Yeah, stay tuned for the end. Uh, there is a song <laughs> and a solo <laughs> by uh, Joel, Miss Storms. But anyway, uh, bye, guys. Bye-bye. 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 Suck so hard and suck so deep. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs>